Hello, everyone, and welcome to another post-game edition of the Soccer Speakeasy. I'm Jacob Myers, the crew beat writer for the Columbus Dispatch. I'm sitting in, I guess I can call it a quasi-podcast studio, which is also my Toyota Corolla in the parking lot outside of Crew Stadium after a really, I, I guess you could call it bizarre, but totally thrilling, also deflating for a lot of fans, 2-2 tie between the crew and Monterey in CONCACAF Champions League quarterfinal. Leg one, the second leg, is next Wednesday at Monterey. It was tied 2-2 on a goal at the death by Jose Alvarado of Monterey after Lucas Elorayon scored in the 86th minute. There's so much to talk about with this game that we'll have to do a longer breakdown with the regular group of Kyle Robertson and Mike A-Ray sometime next week. Hopefully next week. We haven't done one in a little bit. And we have plenty to talk about for sure. But I'll do what I can to bounce my thoughts off what was probably the craziest game I've witnessed in my now third year on the beat. I just sat up there above the stage and the, I guess, what is now the press box built out due to COVID protocols since last year. And it was just crazy to think of all that uh, I had just witnessed in this game. And then Caleb Porter going on a, a, a rant and criticizing the officiating very heavily, criticizing CONCACAF as an organization heavily as well. We'll get to that, and and you'll hear that entire statement later in this podcast. But first, I'll I'll just kind of start out with a rundown of the game. The night started with Jonathan Mensah, crew captain, best defender, being out of the lineup, Abubakar Keita starting for him, who is the four-string center back, Vita Warmhor. Earlier this week, Caleb Porter said Warmhor would or could play this Saturday against Montreal. He's feeling better from that ankle surgery and is has been in full team training, but you know, being off of that ankle for so long, it, it obviously would take some time. So he was on the bench tonight, but did not play. So I don't think he was ready and available to start. Kata got the start and almost immediately you saw Monterey try to pressure Kata into taking some dribbles, create something off of perhaps a turnover, and attacking him directly as well. In the ninth minute is when Monterey scored the opener. Artur was dispossessed in the midfield, and a single pass found Ake Loba, and he scored after Keita stumbled trying to get to him, giving Loba a pretty open lane to shoot on Aloy Room. In the 12th minute, I believe it was the 12th minute or shortly thereafter, Lucas Zellerion gets called for a foul. I didn't think anything of it, and he was given a yellow card. And immediately you saw how distraught Zellerion was. He knew it in the moment. That yellow card, because he had one in the first leg, maybe it was the second leg, I would have to go back, but he had one against Real Esteli in the round of 16. Because of the second one, under CONCACAF rules, he will not play at Monterey in the second leg. A huge, huge disappointing loss there on a not, I mean, a very, very questionable call. I'll just call it that. I think a lot of people, Caleb Porter, certainly after the game, disagreed that, and Lucas Elorion and Pedro Santos also disagreed that uh, it should not have been a, a yellow card. So for the rest of that half, Krupp played pretty well. They outshot Monterey 8-1 to one in the half. Monterey sat deep with five on the back line and having that first goal, having that away goal, and missing a lot of their key starters starters because they have a huge league game this week. It's the final game in Liga MX Klausura season. 
a lot of those guys were out, and I think they were happy to have the one goal and sit on it. But give the crew credit, out of the half, they pretty much controlled the rest of the game and really looked like the better team in that second half. Got the tying goal in the 65th minute. Zellerayon's cross attempted to Zardes, gets deflected, and Valenzuela's on the other end. And his shot just beats the defender as he tried to deflect it. The defender comes through on the shot and gets a piece of the ball, but it goes off the post and in. Good goal there for Milton Valenzuela, who was pretty dangerous all night, had a huge chance in the first minute, displayed some really quality skill getting around a defender. Thought he had a solid game. Then six minutes later, this is where the controversy, I guess, continues. But certainly it's focal point. It didn't begin here, but it was the focal point. 71st minute off a free kick set piece from Lucas Elorayon. Josh Williams heads a ball across the face of the goal where Bradley Wright Phillips, who just entered for Jossie Zardes, finishes to give the crew a 2-1 advantage. They're sitting on a 2-1 advantage for the final 20 or so minutes of the game. But then VAR decides to take a look. Williams is ruled offside. Porter had a lot to say about this call, and you will hear that toward the end of this podcast. But that goal is disallowed, stays at 1-1. At that point, I'm thinking the crew is deflated. They pressed so hard just to get that first goal. And then in the 86th minute, I was just stunned. And and what was a very thrilling and, and exciting match if if you're the casual observer this is everything you could really want in a match Lucas Alarion conjures a bit of a memory of his third of the goal his second goal the third goal of MLS Cup last year didn't look the same but had the same dramatics attached to it scores in the 86 minute and and the crew go up 2-1 I, I think had the result stayed what it was at that point that had to be one of the handful of really signature goals for the crew, maybe ever in crew stadium history at that point. I think his goal against Seattle and MLS Cup certainly beats it, and people who have watched way more games and been to way more games than I can probably think of a ton, but think if that result sticks. They go on the road up to one. You would think maybe a goal they're sitting pretty on the road then, um, I really thought the crew had to win tonight, and it certainly looked like they were going to do that. They just looked pretty outplayed there in the first 15 minutes or so, and I was astonished that they were even at that point up to one. But then Monterey makes their push and gets the tying goal. Like I said, Jose Alvarado gets the tying goal at pretty much the final play of the game. As soon as they kick the ball off, final whistle goes. And then as I'm furiously changing and editing my game story for what was probably the fourth or fifth time at that point of the night. I I totally missed this on the field. I did see some players and coaches swarming the officials, getting their say in before they head into the locker room. And it wasn't until after the game that a photographer came up to the press box and said, someone on the crew got a red card. Someone on the crew got a red card. And the writers who weren't paying attention just turned around and was kind of shocked and and it wasn't until later that we learned and I think some of you all who probably watched on television saw this isn't official yet but everyone is pretty certain that it's assistant coach Pablo Marrera who got the red card after confronting an official this same photographer who said this showed me a photo and and hopefully I remember 
it's 1.12 a.m. right now, so hopefully I remember when I go home to put this in the story, but there's a photo on USA Today images that he took of Porter kind of pointing to himself, almost like, like a you're talking to me kind of reaction, and it's this side official, I don't know if this is the official that Marrera and others got into, but it's the side official that Porter's talking to, and you can see Pablo Marrera, this is during the game, on the bench shouting in the official's direction. I have no idea what went on there, but thought that was really interesting in the context of everything that happened. And then after the game, like I said, Caleb Porter was furious with officiating, and you will hear that statement soon. He then stormed out of the interview with without questions being taken. So a look at the stats tonight. If you look at overall stats of the teams, the, the one numbers that really stick out is fouls and yellow cards. Monterey, 19 fouls, one yellow card. Columbus Crew, six fouls, two yellow cards. One of those being Lucas Elarion, who will be out for the away leg in Monterey devastating blow to the crew and as for Jonathan Mensa we we don't know right now we'll know tomorrow uh, I guess today later today this evening Thursday uh, when, when the crew puts out their injury report for Saturday's game against Montreal in Fort Lauderdale uh, I don't know if we'll have an update then how long he'll be out but we should know what it is at that point he was at the stadium today and CONCACAF did not put out anything so rest assured it's not COVID-related, but certainly could be a big loss for the crew if he's out a while. 15 shots for the crew to 10 for Monterey. Four of those were on goal. Passing accuracy, 86.5% for the crew. They were on the ball a ton, 62%. And Lucas Elarion, beyond the assist on the first goal and the second goal that put the crew ahead for a few minutes there, 88.1% passing percentage four key passes won 22 duels the the guy was everywhere i thought this was i mean how how do you say that it's you know comparable at all to what he did in mls cup but given the stage it was certainly one of his best performances adjacent to that mls cup performance i thought he was outstanding I guess just some other takeaways that I'll wrap up here with. I didn't get a good look at the replay of the VAR call that ruled Williams offside and discredited the crew's second goal, Bradley Wright Phillips' goal. So I won't make a judgment on that from what I gather from people who saw it. The call was iffy. I think people who are very uh, particular with the offside call or, or just you know treat it as any such limb or finger or part of the head that's ahead of the defender by rule yeah that that is offsides but from what i gathered what they had called is a little bit more of what i would call a a premier league uh, offside call it if people are familiar with how they do var compared to mls which tends to be more concise and conclusive before they overturn a call so I, i think it depends who you are on on that, how you see that play, but it seems like there's an argument for either he was onside or offside. Lucas and Milton Valenzuela, I thought, were the crew's best players tonight. Really, really solid offensively, and, you know, Darlington Nagby's another I'm just thinking now who I didn't even really think much about during the game, but that's really what makes him so good, right, is I'm just looking now, 97.5 passing percentage, so 
if the Cruz offense is moving the way it should, obviously it's Lucas doing that. But Darlington Nagby is is second on that list, and, and he had a very solid game tonight. The other thing I'll say is the crew obviously were hurt a bit by Jonathan Mensa's absence. Like I said, no update right now. We'll get one uh, later today, Thursday evening, on the injury report. I don't know how much you can really expect of a Bubakar Keda in a spot start like that, going up against a guy like Rogelio Funes Mori, who is one of the best strikers in Liga MX and started for Monterey tonight. Did not score and largely was ineffective, I thought. So there were large stretches of this game that I was rewriting a story and I'll have to go back through and watch a replay of this game. But, you know, he obviously, Kata made a mistake on that first goal. Overall, after that goal, it seems like he was pretty solid. Uh, There were still some marking issues in the box. I didn't see whose fault it was on the second goal, uh, but that's something the crew can can straighten out. Overall, I, I thought the crew proved they could not just hang with Monterey, but be better than them in at least this game. Like I had mentioned, a lot of the guys were out. A lot of regular starters for Monterey were out, and they still drew the crew. That is evidence of how deep this team is, how talented they are. When they're at full strength, I doubt it would be the same game. I really do. But tonight, the crew played well. And, you know, I would agree with their statements that it felt unfortunate that they didn't get more out of the game. But you got to play to the whistle. And it just so happened that that final play is the one that leaves fans with a bitter taste in their mouth. I think Monterey's sitting pretty comfortable with two away goals, now heading home, no Lucas Elorayon in the next game. And probably going to play a lot of uh, their regular starters at home. With all that said, here's the statement from Caleb Porter before he stormed out of the press conference uh, this evening. Very proud of my group. Very pleased with the way they approached the game. You saw we were aggressive. We played in a very proactive way. I thought we pinned Monterey back for long portions of the match. Um, we knew transition, you know, would be a moment, you know, in a situation that we needed to manage. Obviously the first goal, you know, we can't, we can't give the ball away in a bad spot, you know, and then we have to kill the counter better. But I thought outside of that mistake, first half, we were far and away the better team and deserved a goal. It was a clear PK. Um, if that's not a penalty kick, I don't know what is. Honestly, I have no idea how that doesn't get reviewed. Um, so, you know, that first half, I thought we were extremely aggressive. And from my standpoint, um, deserved to be in a better position. Um, second half, thought we started to tire, but we still looked every bit the aggressive dominant football team that we want to be. And I thought in a lot of ways they were hanging on. And I think it made me very proud to watch our team control the game, carry the game, push the game. I remember watching these champions league games 10 years ago and thinking we were light years away from league MX and seeing 10 years ago, Um, when we play these teams, the MLS teams would hang on 
and they'd sit back and hope to get a counter. And to see the complete opposite happen tonight, I think showed showed me how far MLS has come, but also how far our club has come. And I thought even though we didn't get the win, this was a a game where I felt like our team players club as a whole grew. You know, I think we gained um, we gained confidence. I think we gained belief. And I think we showed that we can go toe-to-toe with a very good team and, and not just match them, but exceed what they were doing. And I thought the guys deserve more. And the sad part is the officiating. And I know everybody hates it when coaches talk about officials, you know, but it, it's a joke. It's a joke. Um, you know, how Lucas Zellerian gets a yellow card, no idea. They had six, seven fouls worse than the foul he had and no card, and he gets a yellow card. Somebody explain that to me. Somebody explain to me how Giassi's play where he gets cleaned out by the keeper is not a penalty kick and not even reviewed. Can someone explain to me, please, Explain to me. Go back and watch the the goal that we scored. Watch it. How is that clear and obvious overturned offsides? I watched it every angle. I paused it. I stopped it. I always try to be objective in these moments. It's not off. How do they overturn that call? And then at the end, there's a clear handball on the sideline before they score a goal. It's a joke, and it's sad. It's sad when you have a team like our club that has desire and ambition, that wants to win this tournament in advance and facing off against another quality team, and it's tainted. It's tainted by a VAR last-minute decision thrown out there, not organized clearly, There's no, you have a guy in the booth that's never worked with the officiating crew. I knew right when they said that it was going to be thrown together last minute, that it was going to be a disaster. How can they do that? Shame on CONCACAF for that. That is absolutely ridiculous. You have an American in the VAR booth who's never worked with the officiating crew. There's no understanding. There's no relationship. And that's the other sad part is we get screwed on two calls, a penalty clear and an offsides that's not offsides that we score a fair goal. And it's by an American. What would happen in, in Mexico if you had a Mexican in the VAR booth? I think we all know. It's ridiculous. But I'll close with, I'm proud of my team. I'm proud of the way we played. I love our aggressiveness. And even though we didn't get the win, I'm happy with what they did today. And they deserve more. And I'm, 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 I'm sad for them. And I can't sit up here and say nothing. Because, because I've watched this tournament 
for years and years and years. I've watched this league for years and years and years. And everybody talks about how no American team has beat has has beaten a league MX team to win the tournament, blah, blah, blah. Well, why don't they get the freaking officiating sorted out? Why don't they get that sorted out? You've got good teams competing in a tournament. Why don't they get the officiating sorted out? It's a joke. So I think that sums it up there. Crew definitely feels like it deserved more out of the match. As you heard, and I had said earlier, Zellerion and Santos all said that Zellerion's foul should not have been a yellow. I, I would agree with that. I did not see a replay, but in real time, it just didn't look anything very significant. So I'll, I'll wrap up here. Thanks for listening. Check out dispatch.com in my Twitter at underscore JC Myers for all the recent content. I'll have a story up in the morning about, you might have read it by the time you listen to this podcast, about Porter's comments post-game. I've reached out for CONCACAF, haven't heard back. I'll try to reach out to them tomorrow. I'm curious to see if Caleb Porter has any, I guess, consequences handed to him for his comments. I would really appreciate if you all subscribe to The Dispatch. Any monetary support helps support our coverage, not just of the crew, but the the city and, and everything else that our paper does. And, and a big thank you to all of our subscribers already. I don't thank you all enough, and I really appreciate you all being so engaged and just willing to read what I write. I think it's it's an honor and I really appreciate it. So I'll wrap up here before it gets a little too chummy. I feel like I'm already rambling on a bit. That'll do it for this episode. I'll do another quick breakdown after Saturday's game in Fort Lauderdale against Montreal. And like I said, I'll try to get with Kyle and Mike and do kind of a more full pod with their reaction to, I guess, the first few weeks of the season. Until then, Patrick, kick us out of here.